Hello everyone and welcome to the Misty Music Podcast with uh, myself, Lucy, and the fuck up David. That's what I'll call you. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very kind of you, Lucy. You could have called me, you could have went even further with that. Um, because this is a second attempt now um, at recording this, very much similar to what we did with Yeah, Yeah, Yes, because I'm a fucking moron and can't press a record button um, yeah. to record my file. So... Yeah, we had a countdown so and everything. With a countdown and everything, we had a lot of good chat for about half an hour. So we're going to pretend from now on that we never talked about this album yet. So No, another wet run that I'm going to just keep pushing until it becomes a, a thing. A, a thing until somebody says it back to me. Uh, yeah, so this week we're talking about R.E.M.'s Green after uh, my choice last week of the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. So um, this is their sixth studio album released in uh, November 1988 and a pretty big album, lots of number ones in America, uh, not so much in the UK, but certainly as David described, I'm just stealing from the last uh, chat, the, uh, the breakthrough album. So... Yeah. Uh, on in this uh, REM, I've took a kind of few different forms, uh, but this on this album we've got Bill Ber- uh, Berry on drums, Peter Buck on the guitar and mandolin, Mike Mills on the bass guitar, uh, keyboards, accordion, and Michael Stipe on the vocals. So, David, how did you come to this album for me? <laughs> fire it you're right a, back. You already know this. I know, fire it right back to you. <laughs> right, well, try and make it more concise and less <laughs> rambly. Um, well, I really can't remember how I actually came to the album first. I think it might have been given to me by my older brother um, because he was doing a clear out of vinyl uh, for some reason. And he got totally ripped off by me because a lot of the vinyl I took off him was worth a fortune. And... But fuck him. So um, <laughs> sorry, I've just used a lot of bad language. So I'm so disappointed in myself. So, um, <laughs> oh, we're and, over it, David. I know, I know. It's a chance to get it even better. Exactly. Aye. And um, aye, so I think he, um, I think this might have been in that pile. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah. So I found myself with it and uh, played it and thought, aye, this is actually pretty good. And and kind of started to kind of figure out what else they, they had out before and and I think I got an mp3 disc it might have been early 2000s with all the REM albums on them and I started tracing back and I'm now a little listen to to them and um I that was pretty much it in terms of this album but I can't pinpoint the exact time when I first heard that or what happened to certain albums you can just or bands you just know what happened yeah. and you can just pinpoint it exactly I just can't with REM it was kind of a gradual thing because through the 90s, obviously, they were a huge band, as you said, Lucy. They were massive, yeah. obviously. And so you would definitely be exposed to them. Um, my older brother's girlfriend at the time, she was a huge R.E.M. fan. So I would hear that music getting played in my house when I was young. And even remember going to Tower Records, um, which was open to midnight in Glasgow, um, with my brother and his girlfriend, and to get the new R.E.M. single, which was Drive at the time, which is on automatic for the people. So that would have been 92 um, and she was playing it in the car on the way back, and I thought oh, that's actually a pretty good good tune. Quite like that. Um, so that's the thing with REM. I kind of had kind of one eye on them through the nineties, but never really a fan. Like the odd thing, but that was pretty much it, you know. Uh, but they probably green is the point where I went, oh, 
actually, this is actually pretty cool. I'm going to check out more of their stuff. And really, that period in the 80s, the first kind of 10 years or whatever you want to call it, is my favourite period of REM. Um, they've had good stuff since then, um, absolutely. But this is definitely, you know, this is this is kind of... Probably Green's the probably last album that I truly love from REM. Um, other ones... I mean, New Adventures in Hi-Fi in the mid-90s, which is really, really, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, Ariam having different vibes and all that. It's, it's pretty it's pretty grim. Um, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's a bit, you know, but that, that's an excellent album. That's a really good album. But anyway, I'm waffling. I'm waffling. What I'm basically <laughs> saying is, yeah, yeah, I don't really know exactly what, when it happened. And, and my, my girlfriend at the time that I started seeing in 2001, um, she was a big uh, REM fan. So it kind of just kind of cemented, you know, then because she was a fan. I was kind of a very, very casual fan. And it can I just get a bit more at that time? Um, I get exposed to them a little bit more. Saw them live a few times um, as well. And uh, uh, aye, that was, they, they were good gigs. They were excellent gigs. Were they good today? In Scotland? In Scotland, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, stadium, like big. No, well, one was at the at Glasgow Green. Um uh. When was it Glasgow Green? But it was kind of inside. It was like a, a tent thing that they erected. Um, right. So it wasn't like an open, you know, some of the Glasgow Green gigs are open air. Because yeah. um, I think this might have been like autumn or something. It might have been like autumn or getting into the winter or something. So, it, it, you know, it was it was kind of probably, <laughs> they probably yeah. thought we'd better put something up because <laughs> of the, the cold and the, the wet. Um, and the other time was, uh, I think it was the SEC, possibly. I would need to look back at my time, but yeah, I think it was that was the two times, yeah. Right. So, so my thoughts on REM before this are kind of similar to what what you you were saying. I mean, I grew up in the nineties, so it was they were certainly always around me. I knew they were a big band, knew they had a lot of influence, and I knew like on on kind of the bands in the nineties as well. Um, obviously, only their big singles uh, like "Man in the Moon." Uh, everybody hurts um, shiny happy people losing my religion and they were always on the telly or on VH1 when I when I was younger kind of growing up um, and I didn't dislike any of them and a lot of them now as a, an adult I still I, I enjoy hearing their complaint, they still get played a lot you know, they still mm-hmm. get played uh, on, on yeah, radio yeah. or because I've got so know. many catchy tunes you yeah. know, that's the thing you know, uh, for yes. a band that are kind of at times, I haven't guard or whatever, or a bit kind of like you know, seem like an seem like a huge underground band, you know, almost at times, you know. But they've got a lot of really accessible tunes. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like pop tunes, you know, kind of like kind of mainstream quality to them as well. In yeah, some totally. ways, I thought yeah, that yeah. can uh, allow them to be played on the radio. And um, so, I mean, even even on the album before this, when they were still on an indie label, you've got a end of the world as we know it. Is on yeah. document, you know that's on the, the album that, that the album was on before an, this, right? Album before, so you know what I mean, and that's a big, quite a, a reasonably sized kind of radio hit as well, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought I thought most of the stuff that I'd heard was definitely early nineties stuff. I didn't think I'd heard anything uh, before, before, uh, before that. Yeah, ah, okay. and it was yeah. a, it was a surprise to me to hear that they'd been on the go since nineteen eighty. It was yeah, that yeah, was a real yeah. surprise uh-huh. to me. Um, so. I mean the first you- the first the first single Radio Free Europe. I mean that came out in eighty one, I think. And yeah, it's kinda go it's got a bit of that kind of like 
post-punk drive to it, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, the riff is a wee bit kind of driving, kind of like, nah, nah, it's kind of a bit of that kind of, you know, uh, kind of punky vibe to it. But um, I, I, but the, you know, it's, it's, but that that's the thing, I'm just probably just repeating myself, but the, just the quality of them from the off, yeah, from the start was just, there it was there right away for for me you know um obviously look listening back and checking out these early albums when i was you know obviously i was like two year old you know three year old when the first album came out um but uh, yeah it's just um but again no no necessarily loads of big radio hits until later on certainly yeah Aye, yeah so uh my thoughts uh on rem before before this listening to this album is i mean i knew they were Politically minded, environmentally minded, kind of activists, and I'm a bit embarrassed to say, you know, considering a lot of the music I listen to, is that they were pretty moany and miserable. Ah, yeah, we, we talked about this. Yeah, you thought yeah. they were all you back kind of, ah, okay. Definitely not fun. Definitely not light. <laughs> um, I thought they were kind of, and I, I have nothing really to base this on. Why I thought this, but I thought they were on the nose with with these kind of themes. Mm-hmm. And and that just didn't appeal to me. Is anything beyond the kind of ones I don't mind listening to on 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 that on the um, on the radio or what? But uh, listening to this one, uh, my thoughts are that it's a pretty thick album. It's um, it's a long album, and I'm not meaning long in terms of length or anything. It's mm-hmm. it's not a short, sharp album. It's a layered album. It's um, it's a bit more com- complicated in points. It's um, yeah. There's definitely more to it. It's not an easy, easy listen. Um, no, I, I agree with you there. It's, 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 you know, as we discussed, it's kind of got. You've got it, it's dynamically. It's really at highs and lows. Really, um, dynamically, yeah. you've got some kind of really highs in terms of like uplifting stuff but then it kind of comes right down to kind of really kind of grim sounding stuff and then it'll go back up again and back down again and yeah. so it's it's kind of it's a strange sequence to it no a strange sequence that's probably the wrong choice of words but it's it's an interesting sequence to the album you know how it how it does that you know yeah and even with the kind of themes in the album some of it seems quite surface and then mm-hmm. some of it seems really quite deep and and thoughtful and meaningful and then light again and certainly um there's definitely lightness in this album like moments yeah. like sounds like um aspects like tones t- like um uh, like almost embellishment there's definitely light mm-hmm. lightness to this album which is was definitely challenging for what i thought of them as being kind of boring political heaviness you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. and because uh, there's definitely well, well, I- I was I was asking you this before. So is that a turn off for you musically? You know the you know lyrically, um, you know you know political songs or political political activism in music or anything? Yeah, um, no, absolutely not. Because you know you know I've spoke a bit a, a lot about like uh, like Patti Smith and a lot of her, her <laughs> stuff's kind of politically minded, and there's a lot of other bands. I've, um, that have had more political albums and political songs, environmental songs as well. Even spoken about at the time. I mean, like garbage. Have a couple kind of, um, you know. Certainly, in the last few years, there was more um, 
political songs that we're getting. I don't know if you noticed it in the kind of music you listened to, but mm-hmm. with the kind of turmoil that was going on, particularly in America, or what, what, sure. there's been aye, there's aye. been yeah. more political kind of songs in the last bit. So I'm definitely not turned up, off to it, but I have no idea what made me be so prejudiced against R.E.M. Because... It must have been just the way they were going about it. They were just grating on you, you know, possibly. You I know, think somebody... so. And, uh, you know, I think... Partly of it is because, you know, you mentioned like any interviews I've seen or any performances I had seen before, I think, and and certainly after watching a lot of stuff on YouTube for this album, you know, they're quite flat when, like Michael Stipe's pretty flat when he gets interviewed. Mm -hmm. You mentioned him about being kind of painfully shy before, Um, but he's quite motionless and quite... Mm -hmm. Um, like flat's not the right word because it it's, it sounds really negative, but it's not easy. It's not a. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's not intentionally that, giving is, you loads. Say no, no. He's he's, he's kind of guarded. He's he's kind of. I think he's. I think there's that. De- I mean, I, I don't profess to know a lot about Michael Stipe other than uh-huh. you know the bits. I've never I've never really properly read up on him. Um, because I'm a I'm I'm an REM fan, but I'm not a total fanboy. If you know what I mean, yeah. I'm not like I don't need to know absolutely everything. I know enough about them. Absolutely, it'd be nice to know some more. And I'm sure there's probably things you're going to tell me, Lucy, that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, through your even your reading up and seeing interviews and stuff like that. But yeah, he always struck me as this guy that's kind of kind of intense, but and I can but he's kind of shy and kind of guarded at the same time. Um, um, and I don't think he's humorless. You know, I think I think probably a lot of people look at Stipe and think he's humorless, but I don't think he was. I mean, I think the certain things I see of him, and and he's you know he's got a, he's got a really nice smile, and you know, and he's he's kind of you know, and and you see it, his kind of face really lights up, and and I, I find him a really likable guy yeah. as well. Do you know, just somebody that you know when it speaks, you just think that's just somebody that's just genuine. Um, you know, ge- you know. You know, um, I don't know about his upbringing and, and you know, the, the lyrics on this album that, you know, we were talking about this, you know, you were, we always say this, Lucy, you you focus on lyrics in an album yeah. and we talked about in this album, you know, you were, you were kind of thinking about the lyrics a lot. And it was the same for me even kind of getting close to the lyrics because on this album, um, on the on the actual record, on the record sleeve, there's only um, the lyric sheet. It's only got one song on it, and that's World Leader Pretend. Yeah. So it's got the lyrics for that, but no other song on the album. Um, so a lot of it, I thought he was singing certain lines or certain words, and I wasn't really hearing it properly. But, you know, obviously doing the proper deep dive for the podcast, I'm looking at the lyrics a lot more, and 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 I'm thinking, oh, is, this an, is this an example of Michael Stipe's upbringing or things he experienced yep. when he was, he was growing up? Like things like The Wrong Child, I think The Wrong Child... When I was actually really focusing on those lyrics, I thought they were actually heartbreaking, you know, and really, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I really focused on them, I was actually sat in a hospital. Um, oh, waiting Christ, room. David! <laughs> um, I was sat in a, a, a an X-ray CT scan waiting room. Um, <laughs> I was looking at these lyrics, you know, <laughs> with my and with my ear, my ear, you know, my earbuds in, and and yeah, and and listening away. So, um, so I absolutely. So I suppose on Stipe himself, um. I think he's a serious guy, but not to me. It's not off-putting in any way. No, um, it's, it's, it actually makes it quite intriguing. It makes it more intriguing, and I think lyrically, he's 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 outstanding. You know, most of the time. 
I, I don't think I've actually got to the point because we've spoke about it before, but I'm not ready to say that I love this album, but it's definitely be the most intriguing and the most interesting album. Well, it, well it's um, it struck something with me different to what any other album that you've gave that you've gave me yet uh-huh. so okay. far has done. Right, right, right. And that is it is around the lyrics. It is it, it is around his writing, and it is around the the structure and just the way the way it's written is definitely mm-hmm. really intriguing. And it's not anything that I've felt from another artist or band or anything in a while, especially one that's been around for a long time. Yeah, and it's been out been there right- all. Up. That's yeah, been one that's been right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole time. It's yeah. been right in front of me kind of all along. Uh, and I certainly don't think that it's kind of boring political heaviness, environmental stuff mm-hmm. in a bad way that I did before. Uh, I think there's a lot of irony and funny, funny points and kind of pointing at the bullshit of life, which you know I like. Uh, and I, uh, the light, the mix of the lightness and the heaviness is good for me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting that. good for me. Uh, one thing I will say, and uh, watching a lot of them, just when I'm talking about the kind of activism side, um, when I was watching a lot of the interviews from an um, early, well, I actually didn't know when they were I, watching them. I thought, is this nineties? I couldn't tell <laughs> with their style. You know, a lot of the time you can kind of pinpoint where 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 music or where, where the yeah. band can act. I couldn't actually tell if they were eighties or nineties when I was watching them, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. Um and there was one interview and it was around about this al- the time this album was out and Michael Stipe was talking about his activism and he was talking about so it must have been late eighties and he was talking about the environment and he was talking about he had I think he had a flag on his hand uh, painted on his hand and it was unbelievable how tame and kind of gentle it was for mm-hmm. me thinking it was so on the nose and that was all what they were about uh, it was it, it it was gentle and it was kind of thoughtful and mm-hmm. um, something like the the stuff of the environment it's like a no-brainer now and you know yeah. he was talking about recycling and he was mm-hmm. talking about things that people can do and I'm like god this this would have been pretty out there probably for the late yeah. 80s that it's mm-hmm. like who's this guy or or, or what, talking about the environment but now it's like ah nah nah you were right obviously you were right so it was it was interesting and there was old interviews from from the 80s where i thought they looked cool as fuck the whole band <laughs> there was yeah. a bit where he dyed his hair like bleach blonde right have you seen any of the have you seen any know. i've seen that no honestly because i'm like is is that michael Stapen? is that the band because they're they're borderline on kind of nerdy or 80s or looking kind of mm-hmm. dated or what at the time just with their style and their get up but um but I'll have to see if I can send, find an interview where I'm like, oh, that's cool as anything. Eh? They're like, they're like pretty trendy mustaches and whatever, eh? goatees. But, um, but uh, yeah, so very much, um, uh, very much intrigued by this album. So, ah, um, and you said you've you've ordered it. I've bought it. I've bought it, and it's ah. coming. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what I coming. like because you you still you're still a physical format person. Yeah. 
Yeah, ah, good. I for, like for, that. for the for the main things, yeah, I listen yeah, to a yeah. lot. I listen to a lot on Spotify. Oh, and stuff. I, I'll, I'll I'll stream things and all that, but a lot of it's either streaming albums that are just throw away to me, or you know, I would maybe not necessarily buy them, but yeah, they're all right for a wee listen now and again. Or it's I'm just streaming my collection basically on Spotify, you know. Um, yeah, so, but, but I, I don't I, buy I don't buy music. I don't buy digital music. I just no, never. Just no. If I'm going to buy it, I'll buy the physical copy yeah and there's some like i I get excited if there's a new album coming out or one i've been waiting for and when it comes out uh, yeah i'm absolutely going and buying the album yeah yeah yeah. totally good um track listings for this for this album we've got pop song 89 get up you are everything stand world leader pretend uh the wrong child orange crush turn you inside out hair shirt uh, I remember California, and the eleventh and last song is in t- untitled. And you mm-hmm. were saying, David, that on the album sleeve, there's nothing. That it's just it's a blank. It's not called untitled. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's on the I, on the label on the record. It's just eleven, and then there's a space. Yeah, so I think that's, no, so, that is pretty yeah. cool. I like wee things like that, you know. Yeah, and, I do too. You know, just it's that I've died. It's it's so simple and not exactly like groundbreaking or anything, but I just these wee things. I, I'm no, easily pleased. Me too. I'm like, oh, it's quirky. It's it's. Uh, I like yeah. it. Uh, um, it's I suppose it's similar to what we were talking about uh, last time with the yeah yeah yeahs and and um, just CDs and you know these hidden tracks and stuff. It's I suppose it's kind of a kind of early kind of version of that. Although it does really kind of come in right away. It's kind of part of the album, but it's kind of almost a nod to this is a wee extra track that's not really got a name and stuff like that. You know, so yeah. And I always think they're like a wee and in, not in joke with the fans, but it's a wee. It's a wee something for them, eh? It's something yeah, yeah. that's not just straightforward uh, for for yeah. um for people to enjoy as well. Especially if you're at the time where you would get the an album and look at the sleeve and look at the track yeah. listing and anything that kind of came with it as well. Which I know that you're you you're into as well, aren't you? Oh, totally, Looking, yeah. completely. Got you. Yeah. Got to you. Got to experience all the, the artwork, the who produced things and who mixed yeah. it and who they who they're thanking and <laughs> all, that, yeah. see, all that stuff. You know, absolutely, uh, absolutely. So we'll go straight into it, the the um the, the track. So pop song eighty nine. You know, I was mentioning I was mentioning before that um this was not what I expected when I first put it on. You know, <laughs> so it's very upbeat, and I'm going. I'm you know I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it a couple of times. I'm going. Is this sarcastic? This song. It's this. It's this. You know. <laughs> you know because it just didn't register with me that that this is what they would be like. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic video. The video's excellent. Um and yeah. I knew you'd love it. I knew you'd love it. Um I just let you know the the, the obviously I don't think that's the one that would uh, I mean I don't think I went out on MTV or anything like that. Um I think that was the they released a VHS, I think around about that time. It would have been nineteen ninety. It was our videos from Document, the previous album. Right. And the videos okay. from this and some ones that were just made. So it was like a VHS release. I think it was called Pop Screen or something. Um and this was on it, so I don't think it was necessarily one that would have rotated on MTV. But listen, if there's REM geeks that are listening to this, that want to put me right on that, and certainly do. But because uh, uh, it, it, you know, because it does say on even on YouTube, pop screen version, you know, in brackets. And uh, I think ah, that, that'll be why, because you know, I, I couldn't imagine MTV playing it um, yeah. because there's three topless women in it, you know, and, and yeah. doing some groovy dancing. You know, some great dancing, yeah. Aye. And I love that it's just that they're wearing like jeans and it's just that they're topless, yeah. It's yeah. just like wearing and trousers. No, and just... it, do you know what's really cool about it as well? Is it's and and 
you know, we kind of discussed this before. Um, everyone's got a right to be offended and find uh, and find things misogynistic or whatever. You know, everyone's got a right to that. You know, and I'm not going to tell anyone how to feel about these things. And um, but the way I see it, um, okay, I'm, I'm male. I get that, but I, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking it, it just, you know, that it doesn't look sexual. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It looks, it just looks like they're just dancing. And I know you can say the act of dancing is, you know, it's kind of sexual as well, but okay, we don't go that deep. But it's kind of just to me, it just looks like it's just meant to be that, you know, it's no. And the fact that, you know, Michael Stipe's gay and he's standing next to three topless ladies is quite funny to me as well, you know? Yeah. Um, and he stands in front of them, doesn't he? So it, yeah, yeah. it's not. <laughs> It's like it's whatever's going on behind them. You I mean, can't he, see it. Right? Well, yeah. they do swap places at times. A few things in the video, yeah. enough, um, so but you know, True. I mean, I, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, um, he, he's got his top off as well, and he's got some great uh, some great dancing as well. Yeah. But uh, he looks great as well. His body does look great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, does look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, w- once you mentioned the kind of possibility possibility of it being seen as any kind of misogynistic or kind of 80s topless women rock women like like a, like there is to be fair there is a lot of that kind of that it's, it's context like isn't crap. it yeah. aye, aye. it's context <laughs> you know? if you say this oh there's three top topless women in this white snake video from 1985 you go oh, what a bunch of fucking dicks yeah. you know a bunch like of, rolling you know, on a car horrible. or what yeah exactly all that crap you bar get the fucking you know, all that shit you know even uh, even back then it wasn't you were just being dicks back then as well, you know. But if you were to say the three topless women in a REM video from 1989, you'd be like, Really? Oh, but David, they see this, <laughs> do yeah. you know, because how did it do that and why? And what's, what's you know, so yeah. it, it is about it is about context completely. And I think to me, the context of this is is okay. I, yeah. I, I personally don't have an issue with it, but no. again, I realize I'm male. I mean, it never even crossed my mind, which I thought was funny when you did mention it, that, you know, yeah. it could be seen in any way because it is just, it's funny. It, it, it proper made me smile and I proper enjoyed it as well. It was like, no, I Aye. like this. Yeah. It's not, it's not even throw away like, oh, this is hilarious or what. Yeah. Oh, but uh, video, sorry for uh, Pop Song 8 tonight. Incredible dancing boobs Aye. in black and white. That's yeah. that's how I'm that's how I'm describing it. So definitely check that one out. <laughs> but and um, with long hair as well. Yeah, which I, I I was saying I had never seen the earliest I'd seen him was the losing my religion video where his hair was short. Uh, that was the youngest I've seen him. So it kind of mm-hmm. it did blow my mind to see this, like the body the hair the mm-hmm. the look and everything because i didn't realize that they were they were going for as long as they were and that, that this and mind you this was only would have been only a couple of years before the losing my religion video so yeah wasn't that wasn't that yeah yeah, yeah. wasn't that long uh, uh, before it yeah so uh back to pop song 89 the uh, uh, this uh, the sarcasm that we were talking about it <laughs> one of the one, one of the um, clips that I'd seen was I'm um, saying, you know, I mean it's a pop song, po- poking at pop songs, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. ah, yeah, it uh, much is, yeah. No, are we going to talk about the weather? Are we going to talk about the government? What are we going to yeah. talk about? Um, or even his own the, writer's block, possibly, as you you, you were talking about, Lucy. You, know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So one of the the, the um, quotes I'd seen on uh, 
one of the documentaries I'd been watching was that it, it was like when you've written your 105th song, what, what are you going to write about? Or, <laughs> you know, and I know they were affected quite a, a lot or the writing was affected quite a lot by what was going on around them. And and I think that's uh, always been kind of how they've, how yeah. they've, they've worked. Uh, and I get that. There's a bit, there's a bit where it's, I mean, I like them pointing that out that it's yeah, yeah it's the hundred and fifth song. Sometimes we have something to say. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's deep. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah. So that that was interesting, and it was certainly I think the song that they were partly talking about. I just really love the guitar riff. I just to me the the guitar. It just it just it's obviously kind of got that psychedelic kind of sixties kind of vibe to it, and the dancing to me in the video is just. Exactly the way I I would picture dancing in that you know, the dancers should be that kind yeah. of wriggly kind of rough that dude yeah. you know it's a kind of wriggly rough um but it's yeah. it's, it's it's great and and Bill uh, sorry Peter Buck is is um I think is an excellent guitarist and and he's kind of he's kind of of that similar school to Johnny Marr I would say as a guitar player that they've got there's a lot of arpeggios and and what he plays yeah. and. And you know the you know things like the birds and all that and the you know the you know the sixties and all that would have been a huge influence on. I think it sounds great as well with production wise. It just sounds so good. Um, no. It's the same producer they've worked with previously, Scott Litt. Um, You know, so it's not like they signed a big Warner Brothers deal and got some big stupid over the top producer. They you know they're still working with the guy they worked with before, no. um, which I like um, because he. he He's, I think he's an excellent producer. I think him, you know, he's he's what he gets out of the band and and the sounds he's he's actually creating a, a, a superb. So eh, anyway, I yeah, just wanted to add that. In. Yeah. So now on uh, um, get up uh, again, another upbeat track. Which by it this is, point, uh... when I'm starting to listen to the album, I'm like, what is this? Uh, this is nothing. Stop challenging me. You know, like <laughs> it's that. Um, uh, so yeah, your thoughts on get up. I think Get Up's it's great. I like it a lot. Um, come back to Peter Buck. I like his tone on this, the kind of abrasive, kind of Gretchen sound. Um, he tends to play a Rickenbacker most of the time, I think. Um, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it is that most of the time. Um, and it's really locked down with the drums, and it's just, it's just, it's simple. Um, you've got Mike Mills on backing vocals. We, we talked to us about this before. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I was trying to describe Mike how, for me, how Mike Mills sings. And if you go back to Shiny Happy People, when I was young in the early nineties, I couldn't, I couldn't stand the song, and I couldn't stand him singing because you would see the video on MTV quite a lot, and it'd be like yeah. Shiny Happy, and he'd be like yeah. his glasses and his double bass, and be like. Uh, fuck off you know just you know I, I it just wasn't my world at all i just couldn't um so i didn't like his singing didn't like just didn't like that song really at all um and mike <laughs> mike mills to me has got the voice when you look at him with the, the glasses and how he looks and that kind of nerdy look he sings exactly the way he looks you know yeah. that's that to, to me that's, totally that's what like um but I actually like his voice now. Um, I do. I think it's a quite a good a good mix between his and Stipes because Stipes is quite um c- quite can be quite grating, can be quite um um abrasive at times. Um, but he's got a really sweet voice as, as well, you know, uh, Stipe. But Mills has got a cleaner, you know, uh, voice, and I think that kind of complements it. And he does a bit of backing vocals on this, you know, as well, um, which is 
which is which is good. And they've even put in some hand claps and things in there just to kind of fill the you know, just to kind of yeah. fill out the, the sound a wee bit. Um and the after the get ups or during the get ups, I think it is. And um but I think overall it's just a nice wee shot, uplifting song. Um even the, the the bit when Mike Mills sings Dream Time before and then it goes into that really discordant kind of music box bit, it goes, dee, 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 you know, yeah. the nice? it's like it's, I don't know if it's symbolizing some sort of weird dream or something like that, you know, the dream's going a bit wrong or whatever. Um, but that's yeah. really cool, quite, quite kind of clever. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Get Up. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you've seen there. Uh, the, the one bit that yeah, I thought you would have mentioned is that towards the end where his voice totally breaks. There's like a bit where he's, eh, I don't know if it's get up, but he's singing that the words get up where he kind of goes, ah, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, sorry, but I know you're talking. I took, I'm you know, trying to scan it through my my head there, you know. Ah, yes. yeah, yeah, that is funny. That and I'm like, ah, it's, funny. it's, it's ah. strange whether it's, you know, intended. Like obviously, it's just left happened in. and they just left it in. Yeah, ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not often you'll hear that the way. Um, this, I mean, I, th- this is another one because I've enjoyed listening. I've actually I've enjoyed watching the videos for this. It's another weird video, a very eighties. Aye, aye, aye. You know, aye. and it's just pictures of cows and and horses and flowers and clocks yeah. and and it it was interesting because I don't think they were in the video for a lot of their they weren't mm-hmm. in the videos a lot of their videos. Uh, yeah, and it was because. Um, Michael State was saying he just thought lip syncing was so fake. Mm. Have you seen any of this? I've not seen that actually. What he's talking Uh, about, but even if you think of pop song '89, he mimes some of them, and then sometimes the lyric, you know, the singing's going, and he's just kept his mouth closed. He's not even going along with it. So yeah, it it was something that kind of kept reoccurring when I was watching a few interviews. It just how fake he thought it was, and he Mm -hmm. said that. The moment it changed for him was when he listened or watched. Sinead O'Connor's nothing compares to you and he says he was right. he was in tears and ah, then okay. so in the 90s then that's when I think he started losing my they started singing ah, along he, they started the, making proper videos yeah. like when you big budget things and all that ah, right. yeah because he realised that it could be uh, genuine it could be feel yeah. that emotion and everything like that which I, mean, I thought was a nice nod you know aye so I rest in peace Sinead O'Connor yeah um, but I cannot stand that video and so I'm with you on that. It's no for me. Huge though. Loved by people. It connects oh, with aye. people. It's a funny. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Aye, absolutely. You know, and I think the emotion. She, you know, she cries in the video, and I think she says she was thinking about her mum. Yeah. And, and the, when she she sang that lyric, or mind that lyric. Um, <laughs> you know. So, um, but no, like again, I just, I just, I just, no, I can't, I can't watch it all. No, for me either. It. You know, you talked about the dynamics of this album, kind of going highs and lows and everything. Wow. You Are Everything comes in next, eh? Yeah, it comes way, way down, doesn't it? Way, way, way down, you know? Yeah. Um, See, this is the first of the, the first of the Mandal- Mandolin trilogy. Yeah. Oh, is it a Mandolin? Is that is got this- a na- No, I've just named it that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've just right, named okay. it that because there's three songs okay. on here with, with uh, mandolins like, prominent in the song, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, so the, and yeah, this is one of them. And the mandolin is the only thing that kind of lifts it. Even I know, I know it's supposed to be um, mm. uh, nice. Mm. Uh, good because I'm just checking that that, that yeah, you know. I, I think I think it is. Well, I was going to ask you what you think it's about. 
Um, Have you, are you still processing uh, lyrically or? Still, yeah, so it, it, it's a tricky one because it's a really pressured song. It's not for it being a, which I think is a nice song, you know, you are everything that they're driving and mm-hmm. and all, all that. I mean, it's a kind of picture that's getting painted. It's it's very pressured and it's very pressing. It's mm-hmm. it, and the way he sings it, um, it 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 sounds strained if that makes mm. sense it's it's um and the only lightness in it is the mandolin and then there's a wee bit of piano break as well kind of mm-hmm. halfway through yeah, as yeah. well uh, other than that it is oh it's it it it's strained that's all i can mm-hmm. that's how it feels for me anyway not sure what yeah. it's about I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but the the way I hear it, obviously, because there's kind of to me, I hear two parts, you know, because um, the part could towards the end lyrically, it seems like they're old, you know, he's looking yeah. at somebody's wife or you know partner or whatever, um, you know, because even like you know with your teeth and your you know and you know it's like the lyric, what is it, lyric, and you you know you fall asleep with your teeth in or some something like that, and yeah. it's like, um, I can't See- remember exactly. See, you know, when you say that, there was a bit that uh, there was a website that I found when Michael Stipe was replying to people in the in oh, the right, early two right, thousands okay. about that, and that was one of the ones that got mentioned. Right, and it was okay. like I think he said something along the lines to, "I just didn't make sense." It, it fitted. It still dis- it disappoints him now when it, that, right, right what it was. Um, it's something like you fell asleep with your teeth in your mouth or something. It's something yeah. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and that's it, a line. He kind of thought yeah. it fitted. I thought, um, yeah. should I saw that? Because I just thought age, false teeth, kind of takes you out of it slightly. Yeah. Though, is that really what you meant? Right. So that's interesting that he's kind of said he's kind of disappointed in that one. But I think to me, I, when I hear it, it's about someone, you know, he's maybe looking at an individual, but maybe just people generally you know i know the, the the you know the picture he's painting as you're talking about he's lying in the back of the car and yeah. you know, you're at one with everything and you know even the stars you know and, and i see it as is it's just kind of someone in a, a moment of absolute peace where yeah. nothing absolutely nothing at all matters um and, and this first part of the song anyway certainly where you know when you're at absolute peace and you know you are the everything um, yeah, I get that. It, it could be that everything's for you because yeah. there's no one else. I know, okay, someone lying in the backseat of a car, obviously, someone driving, so they're not alone. I get that, you know. But, you know, I mean, even you look at the stars and, you know, it's just that, that, that that's how I picture it is when you're at your, your moment of absolute calm and peace and serenity, that everything could actually be for you, you know, at that yeah, point. Yeah, I get that. It's know? only happened to me very rarely, but I know the feeling. I, I think it's happened to me like half a time, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I um, <laughs> yeah, I almost felt it for a second. And then... <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, so I'm really envious of this person that I'm painting in my head, you know, um, yeah. or, or Michael Stipe's painting for that matter. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. But I think I think the, the mandolin thing and and. You've got a wee synth drone that comes in later on um, when the first verse is repeated again. Yep. And it's like, as you know, um, which is really kind of just adds a bit of texture. Um, but it's it's kind of, it's not an easy listen, this song. I no. Don't think it's an, I don't think it's an easy listen, this one. 
No, and do you get what I'm saying about the way he sings it? That there is a intensity. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a kind of pressure to it there. That's that's strange for a song yeah. that I was mm. saying to you. I think it's supposed to be nice, and I'm glad you're telling me you feel uh, that it is. That kind of abrasiveness in his voice is. I, I think it could put off people, um, uh-huh. a lot of people, you know, because it isn't necessarily a conventional way of singing, and it can be quite jarring probably for some people. Yeah. Um, and especially when you add the reverb in his vocal and stuff, it just kind of brings it out even more. But um, aye, aye, I know what you mean. His voice is is one that I kind of wrestled with a wee bit over mm-hmm. this album, where at times I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I think, why have I never enjoyed this before or seen it, this, it, listened to his voice in this way before? And then sometimes it's 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 rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, 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 it it isn't easy. It's maybe because I'm not saying he's got loads of range in his voice because it, it it does show in this album. There's there is softness. There's there's ag- aggression possibly in a kind of later song that sounds it yeah. to me. So there mm-hmm. is um, there is uh, variations there and there is layers to it and all, all that. But it's not there isn't. Oh, there isn't huge v- variety in the songs no. that he's singing. No, no, you know, no, it's no, I know stri- what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's um, so it's strange for it to be like the 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 difference is pretty narrow. But when it is done, mm-hmm. it's done yeah. done quite well. When it's um, yeah. and this uh, this is one where it's definitely he's, he's the way he sings is sticks yeah. out for me. Um, yeah, you are everything. So then it comes back up again to stand. Yeah. So it's kind of, as we talked about, you two kind of fairly uplifted songs. I kind of I drop and vibe yep. and then back up to uplifting again. Um, and that's it, kind of coming back to the whole, my view of R.E.M. at a certain point in time. Uh, you know, this video, when they're all kind of doing the dancing and all that and turning around and I, oh, I hope everyone in this video dies, including the band and everybody. You know, that was kind of how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I looked at it, I thought, yeah. oh, just naff, overly happy, overly optimistic. You know, that's what I, that was me once upon a time. But now I watch it and I, I just think it's quite joyful. <laughs> watch, you know, I like it's so naff, but it kind of is almost like no naff because it's, it is naff. You know, what I mean? get, yeah, kinda, absolutely. You know, absolutely. when they're dancing about and they're, you know, they're nodding their head and what they're all in sync and all that, you know. But the song itself, as well, is it's like you know, um, it would sound like it's kind of too optimistic and all that, but it's not. I think it, I think it's I think it's just really joyful. It, it, at one point, it would have been cringy in my 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 opinion, but I don't think that at all. Yeah, like shiny know. happy people. So wh- Aye, which exactly. I thought was like a fluke, and they've never done anything like this anything before. Kind of like this, exactly. And then yeah. and then I've listened to something like this, and I'm like, ah, yeah. okay, I'm beginning to. Did you recognise them a wee bit? No. Ah, see, this, uh, is, this was a kind of you know this would be on the radio at times as well, and I wasn't sure if you'd maybe heard this song. I don't think I'd heard anything in this album. There was right. I don't I don't know if I thought I'd heard um pop song eighty nine before, but I don't but I, I don't know if I was just kidding myself. I definitely mm. haven't heard uh, stand before. Oh that's um, interesting. Yeah. And again, the, the video you're saying by uh, dancing and kind of jumping about and there's more cows and <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, um Yeah, it's it's strange to me. This, mm-hmm. um, because 
like like I was saying, it's like thinking shiny happy people was a fluke, and then so hearing more, and I'm beginning to think, no, this is what they're like. This is what they're actually like. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is, it is that borderline naff, or it was naff at maybe a point. And I, I, I was, I was reading that a lot of fans just hate this song, and probably for the reasons right. that you were saying, uh-huh. uh, and and why I would get it is like I like younger growing up thinking, what is this pish happy? You know, it's not. Aye. It wasn't the side of probably them, but you, you were into. Um, and then I'm, I, I like, I started getting with this song. I started questioning. You know, it's obviously a lot lighter and it's not very deep. And then I'm going, or is it deep? Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know what's lyrically what really it means. To be honest, I yeah. don't know what it means. So I've I've tried to think about it, even like for the podcast. You know, I didn't look up anything, didn't try to find out or anything. But I just don't know. I'm not really sure what it what it means. You know, so um, well, you probably so would could, never. It, it could mean something really, really cynical, and you know, who knows? You know, can I sum up the pop song '89? You know, where where it actually sounds uplifting, but it's kind of you know, it's a bit sarcastic or whatever. I get it. I have no interest in finding out because uh, yeah, yeah, fine with the way it is. I'm fine with the way it is, and um, uh, yeah, but you know, it was. I like that thought. I'm just listening. It does it mean something? And like I say, I'm not going to read any more into it. I'm just going to enjoy it. But um, but yeah, no, I did enjoy it. You know, did enjoy. I think even you know, there's lots of things I like about it. Even the crap. The wee play, playful organ at the start, you know, it's like a yeah. fun thing or something. You know, and it goes into, you know, and it just comes right in with the lyrics. Then basically the chorus starts with the chorus, yep. you know. Um, and you've got two key changes as well. It goes stand and then it gets higher, then it goes yeah. higher again, you know. So, um, yeah. which is, which is, uh, again, just playing on that, um, you know, um, that good feeling. You know, because you we key change and you know, I catch your song, it just kind of elevates you even more and things like that. So they've got the tricks, you know, of pop song writers. You know, absolutely. You I know, mean, so it's. I mean, it is that repetitive that the the tunes, you know, uh, and then it, like you say, it kind of goes higher at, at, towards mm. the end and key change. But this was probably the first bit that I liked the positioning of Sammy's um, writing. So. Things when he was like, and like, um, I'm trying to think of the exact point where it's you know, stand in the place, where, and then it's and then it goes on, like about you know, the way mm-hmm. the music's positioned, it's not that straightforward. You know, he's adding bits to the end of the last song before the last line before it's going into the I like all that, yeah, and that was the first bit where I'm like, oh no, this is actually a theme throughout uh, uh, a couple of the songs on this album. This must mm-hmm. be one of the yeah. things that I'm really intrigued by. His writing, definitely, you know? aye, aye, and and you know, come on, like. Shortly, we'll talk about Orange Crush. There's a lot of that in Orange Crush, you know, where the the, the vocals are all overlapping, you know, and um, question yeah. answer type things and all that, you know. So, aye. Jumps on a uh, world leader pretend. Mm-hmm. So bring it back, doing again, you know. Um, yeah. I, I think this is excellent. I think it's one of my. I think in recent listens, this might be one of the ones that was really kind of was really connecting with me. Um, as well, I think it it sounds so good. As well, I think the the drums and acoustic together, um, sound sound really good. You know, along with that kind of syncopated kind of snare kind of feel. Yeah. You know, it's sort of really locked in, 
Um, and I'm not a massive fan of just strum, strummed guitars. You know, I prefer them picked. I prefer them doing something different. But when it's it's strummed and you've got a good, really good rhythm and you've got other things on top of it, because there's quite a lot in here. When it, it kicks off, you've got drums, you've got acoustic guitar, you've got the bass, obviously. You've got you've got a violin thing going on on top. You've got the piano and then a steel guitar comes in. There's like yeah. tons of instruments and it doesn't really sound like there is. You know, in the face of it, it just sounds like you would just focus on the acoustic guitar and the drums, really, probably. Yeah. You know, but then you hear, and there's these even castanets in, <laughs> in there as well. You know, a boy's eye, eye, the weak bits. Um, so, and it's got that kind of country vibe. Can I, sort of, can I, you know, when you put that steel guitar in and and the way it kind of sings, it's almost got a slight country vibe to it to me. And there's a bit in it where it, it you know, the, the piano break comes in, the breaks that piano down, you know, he sings, well, they pretend, you know. And that's, they'd rip themselves off again later on on Automatic for the People, um, song called Night Swimming. It's basically that same piano riff, man, that they oh, really? <laughs> turned into a song, you know. So it's very, very, very similar. Um, but you know, talking about lyrics, what do you what do you think this one's about? Um, I think this is pretty uh, obvious. Uh, no, right. I think I think it might be, and then it might not be. Um, I don't know, that answers nothing. What you've said, I mean, obviously, it's military. Uh, it's military language being used. Sure. It's yeah, yeah. the. Um, um, building up your weapons and all that, and this yeah, kind of thing, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll be the one to knock it down, you know, building the walls, up the walls yeah. and everything. I'll yeah. be the one to knock. It. So there's a lot of kind of military uh, language, but I don't. Uh, this is my favorite. One of my I've got two favorite songs in this album, and one this is one of it. Good, right? So, and when you mentioned the kind of violin at the start, I couldn't tell what that was at the start. I was like, mm. is that an accordion? Is that it could bit. be. I mean, it might. It might be. I mean, I just said violin. Listen, uh, be, not, a clue, not a clue. I don't know. But the the thing, the main thing that I love about this is that re- repetition of the bum 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 constantly mm. throughout the song, and I you rarely hear that. You'll maybe hear uh, that kind of once or twice, just it's a going into a break or what. But that repetition of that is honestly, it's like velvet for my for my ears Aye, yeah it's gonna you know? i like the way it's almost like a little bit of a stumble ding, 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 yeah ding, 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 and then in the main groove again and ding, 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 it just kind of stumbles a wee bit in the in the film that's what makes it interesting to me absolutely and i think this is the best he sounds on this album it's really kind of muted uh, like gentle kind of muted it's i just think it the way mm. he sings this one plays exactly and the the brilliantness that he, that is his voice. You know, yeah. at times we're saying about how jarring it can be and kind of grating or what, which it can be at times. But mm. this plays right into the the nice part of it. Yeah. Um, you were saying, um, case I forget, you were saying that. You no, know, I was mentioning this is the only song on the album where the lyrics are printed. Yeah. You said you knew why. I don't. I, don't I know think why. I do. I think right. so. The, the, the song's supposed to be a, either a take or a kind of tribute to Leonard Cohen. Oh, right, okay. And it was saying, I'm sure that he said this was like a real breakthrough moment with his lyric writing where mm-hmm. the, he felt different after this. So it, it felt that this was something else. And that's why it went on the album because it was the first one he was like really kind of proud of and, and felt like it was different style ah, for his right, writing. Yeah, yeah. 
to me, the, the lyrics sound like it's, it's like someone kind of pretending that their actions are necessary, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that, that, that they're in control and they've got to be cynical, they've got to be hard and all this this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, I demand a rematch, I decree a stalemate, I divide my deeper motives, I recognise the weapons, um, I've practised them all well, I've fitted them. So they've just built themselves... You know, they've just basically, you know, put armor around themselves and, you know, because I need to, I need yep. to, because this is, this is what I need to do in order to protect myself and all that. Um, and, you know, and then it's kind of, the, you know, um, I built the walls, so I'll be the one to break them down. If I decide to break down the walls, to take off the armor, to get rid of the weapons, it's my decision kind of thing as well. It's kind of a bit like that. And it's like, you know, the, you know, the world leader pretend thing is, is, I think is really really clever um you know this is you know this is like my life and this is my time um i've been given the freedom to do as i see fit uh, it's high time i raise the walls that i constructed so that's a decision that, that he's made to do you know what that's a turning point I've, I, this, you know the first part is kind of what he's done yeah and the second part is you know you know the, the turning point where you know the the walls are going to come down, and and I'll and I'll be the one to do it. And you yeah. know whether that's you know that's I don't know what the point of that is in terms of no one has anyone helped him. You know, it doesn't sound like it. it sounds like something he's just realised himself. But what is what is the what was the turning point? I suppose that that made made him decide to to be more vulnerable or whatever. I don't know. You know. Yeah. So, you know. I yeah. I think. I think this is a step up in like song, like the lyrics. Yeah, yeah I'm not I saying so. I'm not yeah. saying that, that, that anything. It's just poorer that, but this is this is one of the things that really endears me. The kind of mm. to to you know the the imagery or the metaphors or what it's 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 poetic to a point. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's um uh, and the first time I listened to, it, I'm thinking, ah, here's the here's the political. Songs I was thinking about, you know, pretend, ah, yeah, yeah, world the leader, the, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking here's one of them, and then I'm putting it on, and the first time I probably still thought that I'm hearing the military language and what, sure. and I'm going, and I think I thought they were singing, and I don't know if this is like my like Scottish kind of uh, like military knowledge or what, but I thought they were, you know, the backing vocals were going freedom, yeah, are they? Because yeah. I thought it was reach out, no freedom. Yeah, yeah. Is it? That's a, that's well, that's line. just it's, me. Uh, I thought I'm, I'm putting on my. Yeah, it's a free, freedom. Is it's Mike Mills in the background going? Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Yeah, that's oh, it. Because yeah, when yeah. I was reading it, I thought it said "reach out," and it maybe does sing "reach out" at what at one point. And I'm going, oh, there's me putting Mac in a Scottish military knowledge. <laughs> like I'm shouting freedom. I just want to put it in Abraham. But um, but uh, yeah, that this is. So this obviously that freedom mind. thing, it's like, it's like, you know, the freedom thing, I mean, obviously that can fit into the military thing as well, obviously, of yeah. course it can, but it's obviously just this, this, uh, you know, it's all, it's all euphemisms for yeah, know, someone's own struggle, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, um, and that's why it's, 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 it's good. It's so, so would... good. But, but musically and lyrically, I think it just, like you're saying, it comes together. I read that he, he did it in one take. It was these first oh, really? take or whatever, and it was ah. just exactly how we wa- wanted it to be. And I think that co- it comes over, it comes over really authentic and kind of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I, I don't know what it is about this that just hits 
quite different. Um, and I, you know, I was reading that. I uh, know oh, I was watching. Sorry that that he, he's like a military child. So he's he's. I don't know if his father was in yeah, the military. He's- his, his dad was in Vietnam I know that much certainly um, right. but I don't know beyond that you know so obviously what he was his dad was, was a soldier you know yeah and moving about a bit and I always think mm. that's a special kind of you know that's got to affect kids and stuff in a different kind of sure. way especially uh, yeah especially that war at that time and everything mm-hmm. like that as well so uh, I'm like ah oh, no I'm getting it a wee bit more now I think I think I'm getting it a wee bit more where it's not the obvious political yeah you know um, that I thought it was, and it's more play on it. It's more aye, no, cracking song. It is. It really is. Right. It moves on to the wrong child now. The second of the man mandolin trilogy. Yeah, mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of it. So uh, my think my take on this is this goes from one of my favourite songs to my other favourite song. So one these are high, two favourites. These are my two favourite. And I'm not saying the other ones. Well, no, you ins- you says it came down. If it went lower for world leader pretend, it's it went lower, goes lower again. again. Yeah, it goes lower again for um yes. for for the wrong child. And the first time I heard it and properly listened to it because I was caught up with some of the 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 lighter songs. They're easier. Mm-hmm. They were easier for me to listen to and stuff, you know. And and then when I listened to this, honestly, the first time I heard it, it was about crying. The first time I properly listened to mm-hmm. it, and um. Yeah, it's a, a personally really kind of hard hitting, like, and and it's all against that kind of changely mandolin in the background, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think when I first heard it, there's a bit where his voice breaks when he's singing. It's okay, you know. He's saying, um, okay. "I'm not aye, supposed, I'm not supposed yeah. to be like this, but it's okay." And then at the end, it kind of gets mm. more, more, more pressing and it, it, and it breaks and when I'd listened to it on the surface I'm like oh that's kind of that's no easy considering that there's a lot easier ones on this album and then when I got it I'm like oh no this is this is this is mm-hmm. good you know um, it's the kind of outsider introvert I mean some of the, the lyrics blew my mind when I properly yeah. read them you know mm-hmm. um, well that was that I mean it, it was only really recently I've properly paid attention to the lyrics you know and and I think that's it is. I, I I was like I say I was sitting in that waiting room and I was I was kind of like almost welling up, you know, because <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was I was I was doing the Spotify thing. I was looking at the you know the lyrics as they were going, and I was like, "All oh, right, he sings that there. Oh right, I didn't, oh it's that line. You know, it was one of the ones. Yeah. And, and as I was and I was looking at it, I was like, "God, this is fucking heartbreaking." And um. You know, I'm not supposed to be like this, but it's okay, and and it's the pressure of being a normal kid and all this this kind of stuff. And you see kids playing, and you know, um, he's painting pictures. You can see it a, a summer, a summer's day. You know, the kids are all playing, jumping over the water and things like that. And he's just in the corner, like feeling he doesn't fit and doesn't belong. And then even the bit, hey, those kids are looking at me. They're coming my way. What do I do? And they panic in them. Yeah. You know, he just, what do I do? What do I say? What do you, you know? Um, and that's a that's a point in the song where you know you could you could take it, I suppose, anywhere in your mind. What happens after that? Do they do they bully him or do they include him? You know, it's it's because it could go. I don't know what, if there's any lyrics after that that suggest what happens next. Is there? I think it does because there's the whole bit. Of, he finds a friend and tell me what it's like outside because I'll never. Oh, go is that out. is that after that point? Right? Yeah. Okay. 
Aye, because I know that one. Tell me what it's like outside. Ah, okay, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. the bit that you were mentioning there where it goes, hey, those kids are looking at me. I told my friend, myself, those kids are looking at me. They're laughing and running. They're running over here. They're laughing and running over here. What should I do? What should I say? Uh, and then it goes on to that I'm not supposed to be like this. Let's try to find a happy game to play. Yeah, mm. you're right. It doesn't... Um, doesn't necessarily conclude on what's really happened. Yeah. I suppose. Aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would like to think that he found a friend. I want him to find yeah. a friend. But I, it was one of these because the wrong child is one of these ones that was. Probably going to say filler for me. Yeah, I get that. It was because probably it... filler for me, and just in the normal listen, my normal rotation, I listened to this album, and now it's totally changed dynamic for me. Um, yeah. When I've looked at the lyrics properly and and starting to visualise uh, what's in the lyrics, you know, so this is it, it's it's now a standout track for me, you know, yeah. on this album. So yeah. no, I can see that because when I w- was listening to it the first few times, I'm like, nah, I'm not tuned into that. I'm focusing on the the ones that I know I love, and it's easier. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm like, oh Christ, that that is hard to you know. Um, <laughs> I do, and I, I I do like it. Yeah. So yeah, two two back to back two of my my favourite anyway. And then it fires on an orange crush, which was big for them, wasn't it? It's a bad so, so this is this is metal side. So oh, yeah. the two sides of the album sides. air. Yeah. Aye. So that was a fin as air side, and this is now the metal side. I don't know why they're called that, but uh, there you go. Yeah, so it's a banger, isn't it? It comes out with the big kind of drum roll, the da 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 and then straight into yeah. the guitars right at the start, eh? Um, yeah. uh, it sounds totally happy. You know? Do you think it sounds <laughs> happy? I think it sounds happy. Ah, that's, that's crazy. I think it's the music. Both. There's the music that sounds happy, eh? I don't even think it does. Do I you know? it sounds ominous. I hear it ominous. It's weird. Yeah, no, I find it quite quite happy. It almost sounds like good, I've... I've Got my spine. I've got. It's like I've got, I've got <laughs> my orange crush. Even though I know it's not like great. It's not, Aye, it's, it's, it's not lyrically. Like, it's not. It's like I'm off ah, to so the. I'm off so to whatever. You know. Ah, right. Picture a wee kid with their school bag, like off to. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, that's so interesting. It's just so interesting. You hear it as kind of like happy and uplifting because I don't. I hear it kind of ominous. Uh, musically oh. and everything like maybe it's maybe the lyrics of I've kind of taken over my head and I've, I'm projecting lyrics onto the music more. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I mean, the lyrics are ominous, yeah, absolutely. Once you tune into it, but uh, <laughs> no, the, the song sounds easy to me. Sounds like oh, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an easy listen, don't get yeah. me wrong. I think it is uh, absolutely it's catchy, it's really, really catchy. Um, and obviously, the, the play in words with Agent Orange, you know, um. You know about Agent Orange, don't you, Lucy? I, you do. I did after after listening to this because I'm going. There's yeah. no way Orange Crush is what, what I think what it is. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm sure most of the listeners know. But um, Agent Orange obviously was used in Vietnam by the Americans on the Vietnamese people. It's like a it was a it was a chemical. It was actually used in agriculture um, originally, and then they took it over to Nam and basically threw it on the population there and. You know, I think three million people were affected by it. You know, birth defects, cancer, and everything. It was just an atrocious thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I think the lyrics refer to that. You know, the you know, 
even I've got my spine, I've got my orange crush, you know, obviously it's quite a spineless act, you know, but somebody's saying, you know, you know, we are agents of the free and stuff, you know, even the kind of agent orange thing and all that. So they're they're really, really clever. You saw lyrics, um, you know, kind of like, you know, um, you know, moving the, moving the meaning of words about and stuff. Um, And I think it's excellent. I think it's, I've always, I've always liked, um, Orange Crush, even it's one of the ones, even when I was like in the 90s, I was like, ah, that's a, that's a good song. Yeah, it's a good uh, song. You know, you know, I was always a time for this song. And even the bass groove on it, the, you know, do, 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 you know, it's just really simple, you know, following along with the drums, but it just sounds so good. It's really high up in the mix as well. And Peter yeah. Buck just picking out, you know, a few week kind of pedios. There's nothing too flashy or anything that he's doing. And, it's it's all about the rhythm section driving the song. I think they you know they just stick us kind of lazy. You know, like that. it's kind of got you know got that. But then you've got the and the kind of and you were saying at the start of the song you've got the kind of you've got that kind of you know that that kind of stick out rhythm a few times in the song again. It does and. I just think it's excellent. I just, I just, a lot of time for it. And you've got the kind of, you know, you've got the loud healer bit in the middle where he's doing yeah. the big speech thing and all that. And I've read that and I don't really know what any it means, really, to be honest. Most of it, I just, doesn't really. <laughs> I, don't really I read what... it for the first time today and it's just, yeah, I'm like, I think I know, well, it's like the speech, the kind of jack, jacked up trucks and whatever. Yeah, totally. I, you, you can hear the helicopters and everything, yeah. and, you know, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't exactly know, but but I like the kind of megaphone bit, and it's in the distance, and it does give that it, that feel to the whole song, of that mm-hmm. that uh, just what he's describing, I suppose. Eh? But again, this is another one where I love the kind of overlap, and as as you mentioned, that you know the the even the follow, yeah. even the follow me, don't follow, yeah. you know, I like yeah. that, and then and then. It, Sometimes it's a question and answer bit where it's the follow me, don't follow me, and then sometimes he he sings over it. You know, I've got I've I've got my spine, I've got my orange crush. You know, ah, he repeats yeah. over it or what, and I like that. Eh? And I say to say your uh, was it oh um, sell your conscious overseas is that the line? Yeah, and then that there's, there's like that he goes over the top of the the that's when he sings over the top of the answer. Yeah. Um, as yeah. well, Aye, yeah. I like that. I like that placement, that setup of the the, the structure of the song. And you know, this is a perfect example. I think of where I thought it was kind of overt activism, and like this is what I think of this, and folks can think like this as well. Yeah. Um, where it's it, no, there's a much more subtlety with it, and there's it's more far more intelligent and more thoughtful, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it leaves people to think what they want about Orange Crush or whatever yeah. they want. You know, it's not saying, it's not telling you what to think about it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's not telling you. It's, 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 uh, it's, 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 I think you're under no illusions of what they think, but absolutely. they're not pushing it. They're not yeah. pushing it, you know, it's, it's, and, it, and I think it's, they've done it in such a, a an intellectual way that, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can't argue with it, you know. Yeah. Honest, you know? And then what, um, like thirty odd years later, like uh, like I'm reading it and listening and thinking, all oh, right, I'm looking at Orange Crush, and then I can make up my own mind when <laughs> of of you know of what it was you know something that was used in Vietnam and how how things are in the world now. So it get it, it it's intelligent because it can make me think of my own 
Absolutely. own feelings on on, on, on war, that. which yeah. on which transcends like all wars, you know, all, Most, all aye, upsets. So, um, a very very clever song, eh? Aye, aye, no, it's a aye, it's a it's a it's a good one because when you flip over and then you put put the needle down and then that comes on, it's a good wee opener to side. Because uh, I suppose this was this was early days of CDs, so I think very much. I'm going to suggest that bands still at this point were still thinking about side A and side B, whether yep. it be a tape or whether it be a, a, a bit of vinyl. You know, right, that's the first one because that'll end and then there'll be that wee gap. So when they turn it over, what do we want them to hear first? So that thought would have still have been very much in their head, you know, what yeah. comes, what's, what's the opener for the for the second part of the album, you know? So I think that's, you know, that was very much in their, their thinking. And then Turn You Inside Out comes right after it. This is like a big rock song, like a big. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more. Um, yeah, it, the last few ones are a bit strange for me. So, t- all I've wrote, it's a power song. Eh? It's a strong Aye. sound. It's a, it's aggressive. It's a strong drum this time, and it's more classic. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Um. Aye, that's it, it, that's it. It's, it's kind of even this the snare sound. It's kind of this big gated sound. There's like. Yeah. Get a big pure gated rock uh, snare sound on it, so it's it's got that mix to it. Um, but I love it. I think it's it's got that again. You know, it's got that menace to it. It's got that um, aggression, like you're saying, Lucy. Um, and I've always wanted to cover this song. I've always wanted Have you? to. I I just just. Um, but any of the bands I've been, I've never, I've never done it. But um, just just because I think it could sound really good, really noisy, you know. Um, but. Um, and the thing is, it's it's again. I don't really know when you read the full lyrics. It would sound like you you know what it's about, but when you read the full lyrics, I don't know it's that clear what it's about. No, um, no. you know, because you hear the words, you know, I could turn you inside out. You know, um, what um, what I choose not to do. So that's basically saying I could do it, but but I'm not going to. You know, because I made the choice not to. But I could yeah. fucking destroy you if I wanted to. Yeah, but, it's a power power song, isn't it? That totally. I don't really aye, know aye. where the power lies or what. Aye, exactly. It's, so, but the le- rest of the lyrics, I, I'm not really sure what's what's going on. But I, again, it's, it's just, um, you know, and you've got the week and I organ thing there. Dee, 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 yeah. dee, it comes in there before it goes. Given the choice, given the you know, huh? well, I can't remember the lyric, but you know, and just wee, wee tiny wee bits in there that just make it really cool. But it's just, it's just got a swagger. It's, it's just yeah. a swaggery song, you know, through all the way through. But I think it's, I think it's excellent. And I think yeah. Orange crushing that together are a, a nice wee kind of, a nice wee kind of, um, nice wee kind of duo, you know. Yeah, so. I, I mean, fair play. I mean, it's good to hear a wee bit um, difference as well with with this one because it. It sits out for me. This song, yeah. it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit of an oddball in the album, eh? For me, for me anyway. Um, so it moves on a hair shirt, which is very hard for me to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Number three in the Mandolin trilogy. Yeah, that's for the last. Yeah, the last. <laughs> yeah, third and final. Yeah, I don't actually have a lot written on this. I, I, um, so like I say, the last couple of songs are a wee bit sh- strange for me, but. The one thing that I've got jotted down on this is the lyric "run a run a carbon black test on my jaw and you will oh find it's been said before." What a lyric! It's superb. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I I like hair shirt um a, a lot as well, and and I think just the idea of um someone torturing themselves basically, and you know, him saying, you know, let's let's not do that, you know, you know, hang yeah. your hair shirt, you know, 
Um, is it as but, obvious as like a hair shirt, the ones that itch? I, I, it's obviously metaphorical, isn't it? You yeah. Know, it's, uh, but yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. I think that's the meaning of it. Um, you know the uh, the goat's hair thing that you know the Catholics used to wear, <laughs> like the 12th century. I love the fuck it was to punish you. Yeah, to punish, yeah. So uh, it was a penance and stuff. You know, they would put this goat's hair. I think, I think there was like girdles and things like that as well. And you know, um, they used to wear, and it's just uh, it's like a it's a punishment thing or a you know uh, that just, is punishing. To be fair, that is. Aye, aye. So this, 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 so that's uh, it's this metaphorical hair shirt, you know. You know right. Someone talks on themselves. Someone, you know, come on, just you know, hang it up, hang it on the lowest peg or whatever the yeah. line is, you know. Um, and I've hung sort of about hang, I've hung mine in the attic and stuff, and are we out the road, you know? So, so I like that. I like the kind of the vibe of it, but it's nice. I think it's it's kind of it's kind of nice. It's a nice wee kind of um closer of the mandol- mandolin trilogy yeah so. i like that i like that i'm now <laughs> going to listen to them differently the, the, the mandolin trilogy um i think the second half the the, the, the songs that we've maybe well here's short sorry and in the next couple that will we'll speak it's i think the 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 songwriting thing takes over a bit. This is where I'm seeing there's wee bits, although they're not my favourite songs, the, the last three, this is where you're, I'm seeing definitely hints of this intriguingness of the lyrics writing. Mm, sure. And and Aye. like that that example I gave you before, and um, unless you've got anything else on here, shut oh No, no. No, uh, and yeah. on uh, uh, similarly on, uh, I remember, uh, California, which is the next one, you know, like, the bit where he sings low ebb, high tide, the lowest ebb and the and the highest tide. That that's blowing my yeah, mind, yeah. David. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, it, that's fascinating to me. And, and I can see how I can see now the connection that he has got with Patty Smith. And I think he he later in, in the nineties or in the mid nineties uh, reached out to Patty Smith. And so so I can see I can absolutely see that with, mm-hmm. with the writing where it's that kind of keeps you guessing that says it's as much surface as it is deep where you can just see that as being a really simple lyric like low ebb, high tide, the lowest ebb, the highest tide. You can just see it as that. Or if you're if you're like me can go, Wow, that's Aye, yeah, yeah. That's special, Aye. you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I and I think that's that's the thing. I think he's he's one of his lyricists that will you know, there, there could be two other people talking about this album, which probably there will be this somewhere in the world right now, and they'll be talking about these lyrics and they'll be finding different things in it that we've yeah. talked about or you know so and I think that's what good lyrics do you know yeah. um, they, they get you they, they, they evoke different things for you they they you know you, you'll draw your own conclusions to them and I think that's yeah. what's that's what's that's what's good about Stipe's lyrics I think and overall yeah. but, and I remember California overall I think it's just I just I just love the it's just a drag you know it's like a, <laughs> you know and in a good way, you know, the, the guitar, the, you know, they're yeah. just, in it. you know, it's got that kind of, it's almost, um, it's almost slightly James Bondy, that, that, that kind of, that uh, rough, you know, one of these kind of big ominous kind of sound things that, you know, they've been a James Bond theme or something. Um, and you've got, you've got the strings, strings in there, that kind of ominous sounding as well. Um, and I really like the the you know in the verses just the kind of tribal kind of drum thing that uh, uh, Bill Berry does you know the doom, 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 just on the toms and then you know you know I remember you know you know Wolverines and tangerines yeah, strange, and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah uh, um, 
and because it points at a picture like in certain parts of his lyrics I picture like you know Venice Beach or something you know in, in California and I'm, yeah. I'm picturing then at other points I'm picturing something else it's like you know and again it, it sounds cynical of California as well at times and it might yeah. not be it might not be meant to be it might be much deeper than that and much more um, but a song about I remember California. Do you think it's got to be like the Beach Boys or something? You Absolutely. Know? And then it's children playing and then it'll, it'll laugh, isn't it? And then it's yeah. And then I Wolverine and yeah. Aye. I, I don't know. Aye, aye, totally. And 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 that's what I said with the lyrics. So you're thinking, um, I, I don't, is this an experience that he's had of California and? Or someone's had, or is is it, is it about about something else? It's not even related to him. I, I, I don't know. You know. Yeah, or yeah, or fit, or it's because it's almost film like. Eh? It's like kind of half I, apocalyptic, totally. half yeah. you know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, interesting, certainly. But I, I, uh, I like it. This is another one of the ones that, for me, is um, it's kind of really, really punching out to me now as well. You know, right. I remember California. That was this in my most recent lessons. I really, really locked into it. And I think it's the ones that maybe passed me by again previously. Okay. I'm starting to really lock into um just now. And this is definitely um one of them. That might come for me as well. That you know, because I still ah, like yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I yeah. still feel like um but, but this is after like twenty odd years of listening to this album, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's it's yeah. do you know what I mean. I mean, because I suppose the oceans trident submarines is a second line. You know, that's not a positive when you're looking out in the water in California and seeing that's nuclear submarines, you know. Um so so I think it's got that kind of bit of sweetness, you know, because it's talking about, you know, girls with tans and trident submarines, you know. It's it's yeah, it's cynical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll keep listening to that one. If you're if you're convinced that I'll I'll go back to it. Yeah, keep listening to it. It does, it's really and I think the layering of the, you know, the the and there's vocal harmonies in it as well, which is which is not something they necessarily do a lot. Um and there and um and there's a bit where it's Mike Mills and Stipe they're singing and there's an effect on the voice. It's quite unsettling sounding as well. I can't remember on what line it is, but I I just think it's excellent. I think it's I think it's one of the ones that's really punched out to me. Aye, yeah, on, good on recent lessons. So definitely. Yeah. Um, and finally, Untitled. Yes. Untitled track on it. The, so the, the closer of the album as well. And this is again the kind of like the overlapping vocals slightly a wee bit. You know, yeah, kind of question and answer. Is big, yeah. is big, you know, you know um, um, and I've no idea what this means, you know. Um, keep him strong while I am away from here and things like that. And even, yeah. like, I don't know. What is it? What is it? Keep, keep her. Is it keep her warm, keep her him strong? I'm strong, uh, aye, well, I'm away, and, aye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold her, keep her strong, yeah. Uh, and Maybe then, that wee break that day, yeah. And I don't know if that's the accordion, maybe. Possibly. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Possibly, possibly on that, but um but again it's it's quite a it's quite a kind of wee uplifting thing. It's do you know what it's like? It's kinda this one is kinda like if you what to take, um, I don't know, like world leader pretend and stand and merge them together. You've got a kind of <laughs> something that kind of yeah. is uplifting, but it's quite 
quite understated. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you understated, know? definitely. I think, and it, it's right to be the last um, uh, track on the album, I think, and it just fades out kind of nice as well. Yeah. It's not long at all. Uh, yeah, and then, it, like, when I was playing it the first couple of times, and then, you know, I had it on repeat, the the album, so it went from this back to to, to, uh, to 89 at the start, eh? So it's... Um, it's uh, it was strange, but it was it, yeah. It's a nice, fin- it's a understated finisher, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and and now I don't know if I'm looking for all the cynicism and all the kind of other meanings and what this could mean now. Uh, now that I understand REM a bit more through this album, so um, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it, David. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I really, I, I really, I hope- didn't. I really didn't know. What you're going to think? At uh, certain points, I've thought, I know, I think Lucy will like this. And then at other points, I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I was yeah. kind of going back forward, so I just concluded that I just didn't know what you were going to say about it. So I'm glad you got something out of it. There's bits I know I love, and I'll say, I like I love World Leader Pretend. Like it's easy for me, but um, certainly, like I said before, the most fascinating album, and I can't believe how I was so wrong on my opinion of them before. But that's cool. I like that. That's really good. You know, because um, it, it's you know, it's the, it's, it's basically proving that <laughs> we're proving our point in this podcast. You know, absolutely by, by, by that. You know, and so. it, it was it was an internal prejudice as well. Like n- nobody's mm-hmm. ever asked me what they've thought of REM, and if they did, that was probably ah, they're no from here. But so Aye. trying to trying to um, trying to come to terms with what what. I actually thought of them, and I'm like, well, no, I think they're this, this, and this. And then to to to, to listen to this album and go, ah, no, this is actually right up my street, somewhere. You know, it's right. um, yep. it's 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 been good. And like you say, yeah, the exact point of why we, uh, the point in the podcast. So this has definitely mm. challenged me the most, which I've loved. Good, excellent. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's your turn to challenge me now, Lucy. Yeah, and actually, I've been. This is stressing me a bit because. <laughs> I, I had I had an album I was going to do, and then I changed my mind throughout the day today. And then, you know, we should mention, you know, we had Michael Leg on the the podcast, of, you know, a, a while ago now, and the three albums he suggested were one you'd heard, one I'd heard, and then the the album that the, the Soft Boys, which we actually listened to because both of us hadn't heard it. And I'm going, mm, is it worth picking the other one that? That you hadn't heard that I loved the idiot. I thought about that, right? And I feel like now I have to commit to that because I've said it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I've had a couple other ones um, that I was going, but um, I I think we can go because I was thinking, how do I follow this? How do I follow this album where I've like, no, David's actually really challenged me on, and then if Mm -hmm. I come away with like, I had a kind of nineties easy classic 90s album or classic to me 90s album going and I thought that just doesn't feel right right with this and then there was another theme that you that um that REM brought up that I thought well, maybe I could do that but just to keep it easy because I was panicking let's go with the idiot by Iggy Pop that's good I'm pleased about this because Iggy Pop is definitely a misty artist for me um nah. I know the big ones you know I want to be your dog and all that, you know, I know nah. that's a Stooges, obviously, but, you know, um, so a couple of Stooges songs, I know, you know, a couple of the singles, you know, the, the ones where they kind of maybe in the 80s, they got a wee bit kind of 
commercial or whatever, you know, yeah. wild child and things like that, you know, and things like that, you know. So I know things like that, you know. Yeah, it's... and you'll know, you'll you'll have heard them speak, and you'll have heard them on the radio, totally. and oh, so... oh t- <laughs> aye, well, wow, talking about that, did you hear? Uh, you know, obviously, I get Pop's got his uh, Radio Six yeah. program every Saturday, isn't it? I think it's I think every it is, Saturday yeah. at four o'clock. I think it is. Um, so, so he really talks like this and this. Yeah. So he had Tom Waits on with him last week. Mm-hmm. So it was Tom Waits and him. So Tom Waits is like, yeah, so this is, yeah. And I get Pop's like, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, this is a huge. A, a lot of Eggy Pop fans. This is for me. This is a, an excellent album, right? And you'll have your thoughts on Iggy Pop and what, and you'll have seen him on the heard him on the radio show, seen interviews and what. Well, so there, there's a character there, isn't there? There's a yeah, there's a persona, yeah, totally. and there's a yeah. yeah. But uh, when when I was watching the REM stuff, I seen uh, uh, REM and Michael Stipe, uh, well, Michael Stipe and Patti Smith singing a singing a Stooges song because when they were getting inducted into the Rock and Hall of Fame. Ah, so right, it was right, kind of okay. on my radar there, and that's when I right. was I was thinking about this this suggestion, and I hope I hope this this album can do no, it for I'm, you. I'm actually looking forward to it because it's given me an excuse to properly listen to Iggy Pop, um, um, because I've not before. And there's um, great so. stuff out there. There's great interviews yep. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it will give you a good idea. What similarly, what what I thought, uh, Michael Stipe, and I thought the political stuff. You know, I'm actually watching it. I'm seeing that there's that you know that he's he's actually you know pretty shy and that yeah. he's actually really intriguing and endearing and stuff. So so uh, you should find a lot of good stuff on, and we should have a be able to have a good blether about good old Iggy and the album. Good. In my opinion. I, I, like I'm not hiding it's the fucking cool album man so there is a right. couple tracks nice on one. there wow David yes well no I'm <laughs> looking I'm de- absolutely looking forward to it um because it's it's, it's an artist that I've I've not had a problem with it's not I've not yeah. any preconception I'm not getting any prejudice against it's not like oh, do you know what I've never been a big fan but I'll check it out it's just yeah. it's just Iggy Pop I know he's a legend I know all these things and I, I know some stuff about him uh, yeah. I heard the odd thing. Quite like his voice, even though it's kind of. In fact, I heard the the, the fact. It was it last year he had an album out. I think yeah. he had an album out last year, and I heard one of the songs off it. Um, and it was just a basic punk rocker song, yeah. you know. And 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 it was okay. It was all right, and and he sounded good, you know. So, yeah. so aye, there's aye. No, I'm looking forward to this. I think this yeah, is, good. It's, a, it's good. about time to kind of just properly have an opinion on Iggy Pop that's good. actually informed instead of just what I think I know. Yeah, so that's your homework. Thank you very much. I look forward to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening and sticking with us for this with this one and join us next time when we, we go over The Idiot by Iggy Pop. 